Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Performance and visual artist Chris Burden is certainly a unique figure in art history, but how do you make a theatrical performance about the making of his performances? That's the challenge taken on by the new play A Beast a Burden, running in January 2019 at the Soho Playhouse. I spoke by phone with the creators. Take a listen. All right, so a uh, little bit of a different episode for Gosia Show here. Uh, I have two folks on the line from Los Angeles, California, talking about a show that's going to be in New York for just a few days only. And uh, so let me know who you are. And uh, so we've got a voice with the name. And let me know what you did on A Beast, A Burden. Uh, I'm Billy Ray Bruton. I'm the writer and director and producer of the show. And I am Ben Hethcote. I play Chris Burden in uh, Beast a Burden. So a beast, a burden, and you mentioned the character of Chris uh, Chris Burden. So for folks who don't know who Chris Burden is, can you give us uh, real quick the, the background of who he is and then maybe segue into what your show talks about, uh, about Mr. Burden? Sure. Uh, well, Chris Burden was a performance artist in the 1970s throughout uh, the early 2000s, mid And he was kind of known early on as sort of a controversial and subversive performance artist. He was doing a lot of like pseudo dangerous and uh, poppy sort of performance art that was kind of appealing to like a niche in the L.A. performance art community, but across the U.S. as well. And he sort of morphed in his later years into sort of a more of a populist sculptor and someone who created a lot of exhibits that appealed to the masses like people in Los Angeles are familiar with Urban Light and Metropolis 2, which are two pieces that he did at LACMA, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. We cover sort of the early days of his performance work, so the early to mid-70s, and kind of just trying to discover what made him the artist he eventually became. And how do you do that in a show, like in, in a play? We're talking about a guy who, you know, in his most famous piece, had somebody shoot him uh, on, a, on a video, um, you know, in a 12-second video. So how do, you, how do you dramatize that? Like, what are, you, what are you putting on stage? Well, this is definitely a work of historical fiction. We're taking a lot of, like, actual events and characters and instances from Burden's life, and we're sort of filling it out for dramatic purposes. So like we take uh, an exhibit like Shoot, which is maybe his most famous work, especially in the early 70s, and we kind of turn it into a single act of the show. We kind of build up to the actual performance itself. So we insert real characters, characters that we've created, and uh, it, it, it actually feels very Burden-esque in the way that we've created the show. It seems like something that was very in spirit with the type of work that he was doing in the 1970s. Yeah, and um, so what Billy Ray is getting at here too is like we, we sort of go behind the scenes of what it takes to put on some of these performance pieces. And, and some of them too we recreate in our own way. Like we utilize a lot of um, video uh, through the production, so we've recreated some of his actual video works too, that sort of um, act as supplemental material between the uh, between the vignettes. But basically, each scene in the show and each act in the show is a different one of his uh, pieces, and you're sort of getting to see behind the scenes of what it 
took um, to put those pieces together. And then you get to see like our version, our theatrical version of those pieces as well. And what attracted you to doing a show about Chris Burden? I mean, you mentioned that uh, you're both in Los Angeles, or I mentioned that you're both in Los Angeles, and then Billy Ray, you were telling us about the public art that he did later on in his life. Um, why, why do a play about Chris Burden in 2018, 2019? Well, I was loosely familiar with Chris Burden uh, just from his pieces at LACMA. I knew him from that and from that alone. And I was actually in a small art house theater in Chattanooga, Tennessee, of all places. And I happened to see the documentary on Chris Burden, which is called Burden, which came out a couple of years ago. And I saw it. I was loosely familiar with who he was, but I had no idea about like the extensive body of work he had done in the 1970s and the 1980s. I just never heard about it. And so I saw it. I was interestedly in immediately interested in it. And I also was taken by the fact that I thought he looked exactly like Ben. <laughs> who ended up playing him in the show. So I literally texted him as soon as I got out of the theater and was like, oh, you have a doppelganger somewhere. And that was sort of the seed for, for the show, was just kind of a, an interest in him and thinking that his work kind of lent itself to sort of a, a theatrical presentation. And so I started thinking about ways that I could take that and, and maybe transfer it to the stage in a way that made sense. And Ben, was this uh, was Chris Burton somebody you wanted to explore uh, the the history of and uh, someday put on stage, uh, or was this uh, a a great role that somebody came to you with and uh, you decided to roll with it? You know, maybe it's a combination uh, a little bit. So my background is in um, documentary and and film work. Uh, so I I do spend a lot of time you know, researching subjects and diving into archival footage. So uh, I, and I watch a ton of documentaries. Um, so when Billy Ray saw the documentary and encouraged me to watch it, I did. And I, I was really into it. Um, and so for me, doing the play and doing the role was sort of another way of exploring uh, history, if, if that makes sense. I, I just sort of um, dove deep into... Uh, who he was and what he was all about and, and what he did. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, how close or how, how accurate I got to it, but, um, but I like to think that the play is, is, is a tribute to, to him, uh, to his work and his contributions to, you know, performance art and art generally. Um, I want to ask a question that maybe is, uh, I don't. I don't want it to come from a negative place, and, and but it's probably more coming from an ignorant place. Um, work. I was first exposed to to Burden's work when I was in grad school, and I bet a lot of us who have you know worked in the art world at some point, maybe even if you didn't know who he was or remember the name, you're like, yeah, I remember. Shoot, I I saw that somewhere, or I had heard about that. And there seems to be. I think there would there would be an easy argument to make where you could say, well, isn't he just like the 1970s version of Johnny Knoxville or any jerk who puts up a dumb video on YouTube nowadays, where do you see Burden's work as differing from just any old idiot who does something stupid and then claims like this is art or even just says, look at me, isn't this interesting? Where does he diverge from from those other sorts of Jack Ashley, I guess? Yeah, no, I think that's... I think that's an entirely valid point to make. I, I think where Burden differs from someone like a Johnny Knoxville or so, and let me just say, I, I have appreciation for the jackass 
people for what they do. But I think where he differs is Burden early on in his career was really focused on sculpture. And that was something he was sort of obsessed with through his entire career was this idea of sculpture. And if you look at all of his pieces, even the early ones like Shoot and like TV Hijack, they are really sort of a work of sculpture in a lot of ways. It's Yes, it's humans, and yes, it's sort of in motion, and, and there's, there's activity to it. But there's this sense of space and this sense of like of, – it's very regimented, and there's, it's been planned out. There's not anything that's like left to chance. It's all very put together and assembled in a way that – like in his later work with things like Metropolis, which took so much meticulous planning and mathematics and getting everything finite – he was doing that in his early days, too, on a smaller scale. And I don't think you get that with someone like Johnny Knoxville, who I think is just like, oh, what's this ridiculous thing I can do? Oh, you know, I can attach my – I can attach my – okay, I'll just, be, I'll just be crude about it. I'll attach my balls to something and toss it off a building, and if it hurts, it hurts. And if I fall down and break my nose, I fall down and break my nose. And, like, there's no sense of – it's planned – but there's no thought for the afterthought or the aftermath, I think, which was the case with Burden. And so speaking of that afterthought, um, just to maybe dovetail off of this uh, – that previous question, where does this exist now? Like why this piece now? It, it, where does Burden's work fit into contemporary America? I, I have a thought about that, um, and I don't know how popular a thought this will be. And, and certainly, I, 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 should, I should start with a caveat that, that I have a lot of respect and admiration for, for Chris Burden. But um, one, one area that, that I had some trepidation with going into the role and going into the first time that we performed it in Los Angeles uh, was doing the show in the middle of the Me Too uh, movement and Me Too era. Uh, because... Well, uh, Chris Burden has some pieces that, that you know, maybe do not uh, are complicated when in, in, dealing with, in dealing with women. So, for instance, uh, one of the pieces that we go into a little bit in the play is uh, called Confession. And uh, this was a piece where it happened in Cincinnati, and he invited, like, 25 guests to um, this presentation that he was hosting. And... Uh, they were all seated around this television monitor, and his face appeared on the screen. And uh, there, in the in the center of the audience, was uh, his wife at the time, his wife Barbara Burden. Um, and uh, you know, they pl- she played the video, and the video was him confessing to her that he had been having an affair. And this was news to her. This was the first time that she was receiving that information, and she received it in a gallery space in front of 25 other people, strangers. Um, So that, you know, in Chris Burden's mind and, you know, uh, everybody that was in attendance, this was, this was in his mind, a piece of, a piece of art, but, you know, at the cost of what somebody's um, emotions, somebody's life. Uh, so you know, not 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 to throw not to throw him under the bus like that because again, I have a lot of respect. But but I think there are some challenges um, in terms of his relationships with uh, f- females. And I, I will uh, I'll add on to that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Burden as an artist. Also, I, I think I probably have less respect for him as as a man, particularly in 
the early parts of his career. I do think that he evolved and he changed as he got older. And, but in his early days, he was doing a lot of a lot of things and a lot of pieces that were, you know, that were not as respectful to women as I think, like, we look back on now and, th- you know, we with our 2018 lens, we can look back on and say, oh, okay, some of this stuff was inappropriate. But I also believe in separating the art from the artist. I am one of those people, so I can have respect for him as an artist and still be able to, like, try to dive deep on the darker parts of who I think he was as a human being, which I hope we did in the show to an extent. And every play needs conflict, and I think that... Um Certainly his controversy and his being a controversial artist, sort of the bad boy of performance art, if you will, um, lends to something that can be staged and something that can be a piece of theater. So uh, where, what would you say that it says, though, about the current moment what, to, to put this piece on now? Um, does it reflect back? I mean, we can look back at him and, and at his activities uh, with a modern lens, but what does the uh, showing him through that lens now uh, do for us in the current moment? Well, I would say that on on a larger scale for me, just personally, it was about exposing people to an artist that they might not be familiar with. Now, to answer your question more specifically, I think what he kind of shows us in the current moment is that, like I just said, I, I believe in separating the art from the artist. And I think what Burden's work shows in juxtaposition with who he was as a person and the way he treated the people in his life is, is that you can be a complicated and sometimes, you know, vile and subversive person and still contribute to, like, the overall, like, artistic world, and the like, the... the artistic conscious consciousness, if you will. And um, I think that's valid now specifically in this era because, you know, every day it's, you hear something else about like, oh, someone tweeted this 10 years ago and now they don't get to have a career anymore. And like, you can make it, you could argue all day long about whether or not that's valid and what's right about it and what's wrong about it. But um, I, I think now it's such a charged climate in that respect that seeing a work about somebody who was doing these just outrageous things and they were sometimes not nice to people and sometimes very derogatory towards women, like does that invalidate the work that he's doing or or is that just one more layer of complexity to a person? And adding to that though, this, this culture of like social media and Twitter and Instagram, uh, one thing that I'm really glad that this play does is to your point, Billy Ray, that it, it, it exposes people to the artist, Chris Burden. You know, there are, you look, you look online and um, there are so many different um, photos of people in front of urban lights. These are these, it's this, um, all of these old street lamps from, from Los Angeles that are put together in this pattern that's right in front of uh, Los Angeles County Museum of Art. I've got a photograph of myself of, in front of it, so yeah, I totally know. <laughs> e- exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, people get proposed there. It's all over Instagram, and you know, nobody, nobody knows um, the person behind that piece, and it's a really interesting story uh, about who this person was and what, you know, what led him to to, to, to getting there and, and to creating that piece of art. It was, it's, it's no, it's no accident. That's, that's not, it's not simply just a bunch of random streetlights put together. I mean, there's a lot of thought that's put into that piece and it really is something that is so beautiful and has become just an iconic landmark of, of Los Angeles. Um, 
So, so I'm glad that we, through the play, are able to provide some context as to as to who he is, who he was, and how yes, he he was complicated, but yet he made something very beautiful for um, so many of us to enjoy. Well, lovely, and I'm glad you guys have made something for uh, us here in the New York theater world to enjoy as well. Uh, the show is a beast, a burden. Uh, you are running from when to when? We run January 3rd through the 6th, so that's Thursday through Saturday at 8 p.m. and a Sunday matinee at 2.30 at Soho Playhouse. And tickets and more information for the show can be found at? natureandpurpose.com. So that should that that should be said too. Yeah. So we're called Nature and Purpose. We're actually paired up with another show about Jackson Pollock, and um, that is a show that is presented by uh, a great artist, Matthew Markham, and he is actually a performance artist doing a performance art piece about Jackson Pollock. And then we are more of a sort of traditional play about a performance artist chris burden so it's it's a it will be an interesting night of theater for sure brilliant thank you both for doing this thank thank you you so so much, much robert yeah and break some legs awesome thanks a lot man Thank you, Billy Ray and Ben, for taking the time to chat, even from three time zones away. You can catch A Beast, A Burden, running in rep with Pollock, A Frequency Parable, at the Soho Playhouse, 15 Van Dam Street in Manhattan, for just a few days from January 3rd through the 6th of 2019. Head to natureandpurpose.com for links to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Dig it. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Sarah, very much. All right, guys, be well.